Welcome, everyone. So we're here for another MAPA podcast. This is a really exciting podcast because we've got a, a full panel here, and we're here to discuss the PA doctorate and other doctorate degrees as well. Currently, as we sit, we've got roughly just over 2% of PAs in the United States that have a doctorate degree, according to the NCCPA. And my name is Hayden Middleton. I actually just received my doctorate of medical science in August, and I'm a family practice PA. And personally, I received my doctorate degree to further pursue a career in research, but I also practice in family medicine. I'm excited to discuss the doctorate degree and why you should or shouldn't be pursuing one as, as a PA. So now I'll turn it over to introduce the rest of our panelists. Hi, everybody. I'm Alicia Quella, and I've been a PA for a couple of decades. I'm not going to tell you exactly. I have a doctorate in epidemiology, and I've practiced as a PA in emergency medicine, family medicine. I've been a PA faculty and program director, and now I work as the director of communications and PA relations for the NCCPA. So that is my background. And I'm Brittany Stralo. I've been a practicing PA in Minnesota for the last 12 years. I'm actually currently the Minnesota Academy of PAs president. I currently practice in community internal medicine in Rochester, Minnesota, and have some special roles with our Midwest COVID care team and Saturday PAP clinic. I've also had some roles in our traditional master's level PA program, um, but I also currently do adjunct work in a doctorate program for Butler University. Hi, everyone. I'm Leslie Clayton. I am a family medicine PA with 25 years of practice experience. I currently serve as the program director of advanced practice providers for M Health Fairview. I serve as the first vice speaker on the board of the AAPA, and I have a side gig as an editor in chief of an online educational forum serving as the chief of the family medicine division. I have my doctorate of medical sciences, which I received a year ago. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Kimberly Locken. I have been a practicing PA in Minnesota for 26 years now. I have worn a few hats over those years. I've kept a foot in otolaryngology or ear, nose, and throat the whole time. But I've also moonlight, I still moonlight in urgent care. I've done infectious disease, travel medicine, neurosurgery, and I still practice facial aesthetics as part of ear, nose, and throat when I'm in clinical practice. I am also program director for the College of State Scholastica PM Medicine program. Uh, before that, I was the lead PA for the East Region for Essentia Health, and I'm currently the treasurer for MAPA. I think that's enough. So as you can tell, we've got a wide group of panelists, and I think this is really important as we consider why you should be getting a doctorate degree, because I think there's many reasons why a PA should be considering a, a doctorate degree. So I'm really excited to hear all of your thoughts. Uh, so the first question I've got for our panelists is, why should a PA be considering a doctorate degree? And I, I'm interested to hear maybe from some people's perspective, because I know, Dr. Quella, you have a PhD, and Dr. Locken, you have a doctor of health science, and then some, uh, Dr. Clayton, Dr. Strayla, you have a doctor of medical science. I'm curious to see, you know, just generally, why should a PA get a doctorate? And then maybe why should one consider one type of doctorate over another? I, I can jump in. This is Alicia. When I was finishing PA school, I knew I wanted to continue on with my education. And I actually talked to my PA faculty and they advised me to get a doctorate. And they said, 
you know, when I came out, the DMSC wasn't actually as popular and I didn't even hear about it. So PhD or an EDD were the two options I had when it was presented to me. I really wanted to study public health. So I went and I enrolled in a epidemiology program and it actually took me many years. That's the the hard part. The PhD is a very long one. And so when I look back on it, was that the right degree to get? It does open quite a few doors for leadership and academics, especially in a university setting where you're competing with other doctoral level faculty for promotion and recognition of your work. And so the PhD is definitely one. But if I had more options looking back on it, I definitely would have looked into the DMSC or another degree. And we have some other people on here with the DMSC, so I'm curious to say if you thought about getting a PhD or why you chose the DMSC. So I'll take that one on. So I have a DMSC. Uh, I uh, completed that degree approximately a year ago. And my motivation for pursuing it was because I've stepped into the leadership realm over the last 10 years, and my career trajectory was moving me in larger leadership positions. I also am adjunct faculty and have formerly been full-time faculty at a PA program, and I understood that in the academic setting, uh, that if you wanted to uh, be viable in that setting for a long term, that a doctorate degree would be advantageous for that. So from a clinical perspective, the doctorate degree wasn't a motivating factor for me because a majority of the DMS programs that I was looking at Um, did not have an intense clinical component to them. There is a clinical element, but it's not intense. There are some programs that have a a more uh, clinical focus. And if that's what you're seeking, those are the programs you'd gravitate towards. But I was looking for more policy and leadership development to advance my capacities in the job market at the administrative level. I've been working in health system administration now for seven years, I think I'm at now. The doctorate degree was going to make me a bit more competitive in the application process where I would be competing against my colleagues who have doctorate degrees in other medical professions. And I didn't ever want to have my application tossed out because of an academic rank. I wanted to be able to at least get through the door and and do my interview before they would choose whether I was the right candidate or not. So I wanted to make sure that I gave myself the greatest boost for those leadership positions. Now, I will add a caveat that you don't have to have a doctorate degree in order to advance through leadership positions. My boss right now does not have a doctorate degree and is one of the best bosses I've ever had in healthcare. And so I want to make sure that the listeners are aware that the doctorate degree is an option, but it's by no means a mandatory process Uh, If you're trying to consider administrative positions or leadership positions, it's just one element to enhance your your perspective and to grow your skills if you choose that pathway. There are many other options. Uh, A lot of people benefit from an MBA if they're looking into the business components of medicine, and that will give them a completely different set of eyes looking at them. So I, I don't want to leave the impression in this conversation at all that the doctorate degree is the the eminent and only step forward. It's just the process that I chose. It's been serving me well. And I will say that it has shown up in strange circumstances where I'm doing a, a process project or I'm doing a care model review, and I will realize about partway through the work hey, you know what I'm doing right now, I learned how to do in my doctorate degree. That's kind of cool. I'm glad that I'm I'm using the skills that I uh, acquired 
even though I didn't recognize it until I was halfway through utilizing them. I'd like to jump on what what Leslie was saying. I originally started pursuing a doctorate in 2009. I had graduated from PA school, always intending to pursue a doctorate, but I wasn't sure that a PhD was necessarily the way I wanted to go, primarily because I didn't know if I was going to have the bandwidth for original research the way it was necessary for a dissertation. At the time that I started, that I made the decision to to pursue my doctorate, I actually was really interested in the DMSI. It didn't yet exist in the United States. My only option at the time was either a PhD in EDD or a doctorate of health science. And I chose to be in the inaugural program for, for the doctorate of health science at A.T. Still University because I really liked their model. The reason I pursued it at the time was, was twofold. One, primarily being the, the lead PA at the time and, and being involved in administration. I'd been involved in, administra- in administration since, oh, leadership position-wise, 2010. As the uh, colleagues around me uh, who were at the table, more and more of them were having doctorates, I realized it, in the role that I served, in the health system that I served, I needed to have that doctorate to continue to have a viable voice at the table at least in the, as, as it others perceived it. Like Leslie said, it, ironically, there were times where I would start taking on different projects where I'd go, oh, I learned how to do that in my program. The other reason that I did it was because I was hoping that there would be a PA program that developed in Duluth, and I wanted to be able to jump on board in the world of academia. But also, I wanted insurance. I, I looked at the doctorate at the time as insurance against future change. And in that regard, it has served me very, very, very well. I think others might have similar paths of this, but when I got done with PA school, I said, I'm never going back to school. That was enough. I'm not doing it. I similarly kind of hit this threshold after working in clinical practice where I wanted more. I wanted to learn more. I was running into barriers. I couldn't you know, originally get into sort of leadership roles or I wasn't applicable for grants or research money or funding or different things. And so I was kind of hitting this threshold that I couldn't bypass. So the doctorate was sort of a chance to take a step in that direction. But it was also, I wanted to learn something that I hadn't gotten in my program. And so that's where I picked a program that had my interest a little bit with organizational leadership, a little bit with like wilderness medicine, emergency management, different things that I never got during my PA program that I thought would advance. And what I thought originally when I went into the doctorate program and what I continue to evolve and use it for are very different, uh, which I think is kind of fascinating. What I ultimately thought I was going to do with that is not at all what I'm doing with it. Do I consider like, maybe I should have gotten my PhD? Yes, because I've turned a lot into sort of the research realm of it. But I still can do that with all the things that I learned in my DMSC too. And at the time, there is no way I would have been able to do a PhD program uh, because I've had two kids since that time and we wouldn't have made it through that. Just for everyone's awareness, I will not be going back to get my PhD because my husband will just (laughs) smack me over the head for going back from (sighs) school. So I think this is going to be the end of education as far as a different degree. I think that one theme I'm seeing is that there or a lot of tangible benefits to getting a doctor degree, but there there are a lot of non-tangible things as well that can benefit you from having a doctorate degree. But I think one key thing or one 
theme that I'm seeing is just having a doctor degree gets you a seat at the table. And there are a lot of things that maybe are not get you a seat at the table, but I think that having a doctor degree it certainly is required for certain things that, that I've seen, you know, so I, I think one specific thing that I've had from my experiences from, from the, re- I can't speak from, I guess, certainly like Leslie has said, it's not required from an administrative standpoint, but from certainly from like a research in the research world, when you're applying for grants, certainly like an NIH grant, you have to have a research or have to have a doctoral degree to apply for those type of grants. And so I think certainly the doctorate degree can whatever it is, whether it's a PhD, a doctor, a DMSI, or, or whatever it may be, it can certainly have benefit. But certainly, there can be many different reasons why one may pursue it. Changing uh, an angle a little bit, and maybe talking at this from an education perspective, the PAEA recently released a statement, and, and they had a PA doctorate summit discussing whether we, as a profession, should be moving to an entry level doctorate degree. And they ultimately uh, released a statement in October stating essentially summarizing and stating that they supported the master's degree as the entry-level doctorate degree for now. And I'm curious, what are, if there's our educators on the call, Dr. Locken and others, what are y'all's thoughts on the PAEA's recommendation moving forward? Do you agree with their recommendation? Do you disagree? Or maybe we are okay with it for now, but perhaps we keep rethinking it or molding it moving forward? I'll step into that one first off. So Dr. Quella and I had the the opportunity to participate in the PAEA doctoral summit meeting. And, and I will tell you, it was a very rigorous meeting. Thought leaders from all across the PA profession, really grounded in education, grounded in social determinants, brought a very wide range of considerations to the conversation. This was by no means a flash-in-the-pan decision. This was a well-labored thought process that they went through. And and it's an incredibly complex issue that a Facebook social group, this podcast, or even an hour-long discussion specifically on the doctoral summit could not appropriately summarize for you. It was a, a grand consideration of What are we doing with regards to the diversity of our profession? Does moving the degree limit diversification because of cost of education? What is it going to do to the availability of faculty? We don't have a large portion of PAs that are doctoral trained in order to teach in these programs because you need to be at the terminal level of the degree that you are awarding So we couldn't post up enough programs to be able to make it an entry-level standard at this time. Yes, all of our other colleagues in medicine have uh, doctoral degrees and and have moved the trajectory to their initial onset as the entry-level for their professions. But I would contest from many years of experience that it's not been the panacea answer to resolving the challenges of collegial interactions that everybody has proposed it to be. For the listener, I want to be clear that there is no legislation in any state for PAs or our colleagues, nurse practitioners, that the doctoral degree is a requirement for their practice capacities, meaning a doctorate degree is not going to move the PA profession to autonomous practice. That is not the way the legislative process works. And there's a lot of discussion on social media channels and and otherwise 
that if we get a doctorate degree, then we'll be able to get independent practice. And, and that is not the, the, the clear pathway for the legislative process. So the doctoral summit was an incredibly necessary deep dive into the multifaceted components of what moving to a doctorate degree could be, what it can't be right now because of, again, the teaching components and having the needed faculty, the complexities of the regulatory processes, the complexities of the schooling processes and the requirements to change accreditation standards. And it's not... You can't just pull a plug and say, we're going to change our degrees. It's not that simple. And I will let my colleagues who have program director titles after their names talk more about the details on that. But what I would like for the listener to understand about the doctoral summit is that it was an incredibly complex review. It was not a, a one and done circumstance where we sat in a room for a couple of days, had a chat, and then a determination was made. There was an extensive component of research that went into this before PAEA brought it to their membership for further consideration. And I commend my colleagues for their diligence. From the AAPA standpoint, the doctorate degree has been discussed in our House of Delegates. The biggest conversation that we've had recently has been around deciding upon a definitive title for what the PA doctorate would be. It has been proposed that AAPA support the DMS as the doctorate degree of the PA profession, but that uh, resolution did not complete, did not pass at the time because we were waiting for additional information from the PAEA doctoral summit. And so we do expect the conversation arounding doctoral degrees regarding the title of the doctoral degree for the PA profession and other components of it to come back through the AAPA. But we do uh, depend very largely on our educational colleagues as a member myself of PAEA as the educational arm of our profession to guide us through those conversations. Thank you, Leslie. I think that's really insightful and certainly really good to hear that it was a, a good, thoughtful conversation. And certainly as a, a co-chair of the DEI committee, and certainly we've had some podcasts. If you want to hear a great podcast, go back to January and and listen to our education podcast where we talk about kind of the barriers to get into PA school. I can certainly appreciate that there can be some large barriers to getting people into PA school just from a financial standpoint. So I can certainly see how adding a doctoral degree can certainly create barriers from a DEI standpoint. So I can certainly see how that could play into it. Could, this, this is certainly a complex issue that that certainly needed some great consideration. So I, I know the PAEA took their time and the EPA will continue, both organizations will continue to do so on this complex issue. Anyone else have thoughts? I do think there's change coming for our profession with the doctorate degree and more individuals kind of obtaining it. Because when I went to PA school, and other people can probably remember this, it used to be a bachelor's program for PA school. And as I was applying to PA school, all these master's programs were uh, opening up for PA school. And so I specifically sought out programs that were a master's degree because I saw that the profession was going that direction. And so I can see some similar aspects to that happening to when I was applying for PA school as well, too. This is Alicia. I was just going to comment on that, Brittany, because when I was a faculty at Medics Northwest, 
I had uh, three types of PA students in my class. It was a very unique situation. I had certificate students, I had bachelor students, and I had master students in the class. And guess what they all got at the end? PA. And so I always think about the PA role as one, if you look on a map and you look at all the different roads to a location, you've got all these different pathways, even in this group of you know, my colleagues here, we all have different pathways, we have different degrees, and, you know, all different roles in medicine and leadership. And so that's what I love about the PA degree on how adaptable it is and flexible it is to different roles. And I would never want to put it into one thing. I really like the diversity. And that's probably not a very popular opinion because some people want it more uniform, but I still look at all the diversity that's out there and what people are doing with it. And I think it's wonderful. This is Kimberly. I will say from program director perspective, uh, I have a couple of thoughts. One, what the PAEA statement did for us was by affirming the current degree as a terminal degree, as a master's, it allowed for our PA faculty colleagues who have a master's degree to have a, a little bit more of a secure position within their institutions um, because the master's degree is the terminal degree. Layman's terms, like a master's of fine art is a is a terminal degree. An engineering degree is a master's of the terminal degree. So in those professions, in those areas of study, you can have an academic appointment with a master's degree. So it did that for us. The other thing that it, it does, if you look at the statement, it does not say that that's the end of the the discussion. It is going to continue to be pursued because, as Leslie said, we don't have the doctoral faculty right now, and we do need that. We need to get more of our faculty trained to a doctoral level, whatever that may be, if, if we're going to pursue it. One of the things that kept coming up in the House of Delegates that I do disagree with is if we were to come up with the Doctor of Medical Science as the degree for doctorally prepared PAs, that they would preclude anyone with a PhD or a DHSI, et cetera. And that is not true. They would get grandfathered in. That is what's been done with other professions. But what was not addressed is, in many ways, PA education is really already there. If you look at the number of credits we teach versus the number of credits we claim to teach, so as to fit in that nice little master's package, we are already teaching our students at a doctoral level. It's 120 credit hours for a doctorate. It's an average of 60 credit hours for a master's. PA programs in the state of Minnesota, um, I think Augsburg and St. Scholastic are tied at 111 credits. The reality is that if you look at the sheer number of credit hours for programs, it's actually closer to 130 credits. But we only claim 111, I believe Mayo's at 90, is what you claim. Uh, so, and th- there's problems with that in regards to workload distribution. It, it, there's all there's all sorts of problems that that's creating. And if our students were to really start complaining about the fact that they're doing that much work and not getting credit for it, there could be issues. And right now, we tell them, yes, you're doing 130 credits worth of work. Yes, we are charging you for 111. That is money you are saving. Sooner or later, I, I think 
we need to come to grips with the fact that what we already teach, what we have already received as PAs in our education is equivalent to a doctorate level education. We're just not getting credit for it. And you bring up really good points. One thing that Dr. Quella, you brought up was just the diversity of PAs and all the things that we do. And I've, I'm always um, really inspired when I meet different PAs and all the PAs uh, are all the different roles that the PAs have taken on. Dr. Clayton's in administration. Dr. Quella, you work for the NCCPA. Dr. Stralo, you're in a PA doctorate education, as well as many other different roles that you hold. Dr. Locken, you're uh, a PA program uh, director. But Dr. Stralo, can you talk about, I know you went through the Doctorate of Medical Science program as well as you have Dr. Clayton. Could you both talk about the DMSI programs and all the different routes that are offered at these programs that can be tailored to kind of fit all these different roles and hats that PAs can wear? Because I think that that's one of the cool or fascinating things that can be taken advantage of in these doctorate programs. It's not just one doctorate program fits all. I mean, there really are these programs that can be tailored to the PA's specific interests or professional goals, if you will. So this is Brittany. So I think every school has done it a little bit differently as far as what they offer, what they do, or kind of what their hopes are from their programs. Some schools will have tracks that they call them. Others will have you kind of pick from like a hodgepodge of of courses with it. So in my particular program at the University of Lynchburg, there was an education track, there was a clinical track, and there was a leadership track. And at the time I was starting in clinical practice, so I took the clinical pathway with it. But you got to choose from a number of different courses. So there was global health, emergency management, organizational leadership, wilderness medicine. Um, There was courses that you could start to take to if you're going sort of making your way into education, kind of starting that platform or learning those aspects to it. I think the big thing in all the doctorate programs is they have some sort of like research capstone writing component to it. And that also varies across programs. It might be coming up with a research study. It might be writing sort of a review article. It might be doing original research. That kind of varies across programs. And so I think always when you're looking at a program, kind of tailoring it to what your interests were. And I have to say, I have a lot of interests. So it was really great for me, that program that I could kind of pick all these different things that I had interest in that I wanted to learn more about. And then that helped me also kind of fine tune my path of what I wanted to use with the doctorate too. Like I really realized that the research component that I was working on, I really loved that. And sort of that organizational leadership or healthcare law, there's all kinds of different ways you can go with it. I think you did a really good job. This is Leslie, did a really good job, Brittany, of describing and reinforcing what Alicia was saying is that the cool thing about being a PA is the variability of what we can do in the doctoral programs, the DMS programs. When I was reviewing all of my options for a doctoral degree, really sort of let you choose your own adventure. You can look at multiple facets of what each program offers you and decide if that feels right for where you are. The really cool thing about considering doing a doctorate degree is that your career does not depend upon it. This is an opportunity for you to consider how you want to grow, 
how you want to stretch your brain. And for some people, that's a really exciting thing. Some of us are what you call education holics. We love to learn and, and grow our brains. And for some people, this is not the pathway for them to expand their life. And that is totally fine. You're going to have an amazing career as a PA, even if you don't pursue a doctorate degree. But if you do choose to, to pursue a doctorate degree, we're at a really great time in our professional growth where you have the option to customize it in a way that inspires you to want to learn more. And I will say that it was much more enjoyable to do the doctoral degree, although it's a lot of work and you really have to carve out parts of your life in order to get it done. But it was much more enjoyable to do it because I was doing it for the growth of myself and not because I was trying to establish a career or because I was trying to you know, get myself into a profession. I'm already here. I've been here for 23 years before I started doing that degree. So the doctorate degree was, a, it was really an opportunity for me to enrich myself for the sake of enriching myself. And, and that's a really great reason to pursue education, uh, additional education. And so for those people that are listening that might be considering looking at the doctoral degree, I would encourage you to look far and wide and look at all the programs and look at the composition of their faculty. Look at the course curriculum to see which ones speak to you, which ones inspire you, and which ones you might be like, eh, I'm not interested in that. I don't really want to go down that path because there's probably another program that has a different creation for you that will will strike those nerves. So that's the the one thing I would say that can be really inspiring about doing the doctorate degree is is you're doing it for your own benefit. You're doing it for your own enrichment. You're not doing it to save your job or get a job. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree that, that, that there was no stress with getting a doctorate where it was like, okay, what do I do? And in fact, actually, one thing that I did when I decided to do my doctorate was I could complete, I think, mine in 16 or 20 months. And I specifically chose the 20-month period because I didn't want to rush through my degree. I wanted to take my time and not rush through things and enjoy the process and actually squeeze every ounce of learning opportunity that I could. I know that That's there interesting because that... I did the opposite. <laughs> I, <laughs> that... I, I did the opposite. I chose a 12-month program because I wanted to get in. I wanted to submerge myself in it. Yeah. I wanted to be swallowed up by it and get in there and work really hard and be done with it so that I could apply the skills. I've been in practice for 25 years. I'm I'm escalating into the final 15 years of my career. I wanted to get it done so I could go ahead and use it. So it's just, it's kind of how your life pace guides you that will help inspire you to, to decide which program you might jump into. I was also gonna say one more thing. Hayden kind of reminded me of this as well. When I was going through my program, I worked as a PA and did clinical research, but I also worked in the ER part-time through the whole degree. Uh, and not only did that provide a source of income, but I was able to get a fellowship that paid for my whole degree because of the clinical experience. Again, the background of being a PA was really suited to go on and study epidemiology. And in the, you know, we can go out in the field, we can work with patients, we can work with families, we can go do investigations on infectious disease. All of a sudden, here's another role the PA is just really well suited for. But I wanted to say that it's really nice for those people out there listening that are thinking about 
getting a doctorate, you can work as a PA alongside working on your doctoral degree because this tends to be expensive, whether you get in a fellowship or not. You can manage it a little better, you know, and don't have to just do full-time doctoral work while you're getting a bunch of loans. You can actually balance that a little bit better. And grow your family. I did mine while, while I was, I had two separate kids during it. So you can make the program whatever you need to be, where you are at life and what's kind of happening. You can make it work with you. It doesn't have to work against you. It can work with you for your situation too. Dr. Paula, while we're kind of on that topic of getting your PhD and, and how, how you kind of got your PhD, how would you summarize the benefits that getting your PhD has afforded you over your career? And I guess what opportunities would you see for a PA who gets their PhD after completing that degree? May it be increased research opportunities, healthcare policy, or others? What are the different career pathways that you may see for that PA? Well, my first job after getting my PhD was an academic health center. Just like we touched on previously, to advance through the system, to go through assistant, associate, professor, to go through all that, you had to have a doctoral degree. That was in the system that I was in. And so it was beneficial. I didn't even realize that when I had started. Also, like you had mentioned, to get grants, uh, to get certain grants and money, you also have to have a, a degree, which doesn't seem fair. And honestly, it's probably antiquated rules, but that's the way it is. And then even going into even private liberal art colleges where there are PA programs, you're competing for promotion and tenure with other doctoral level faculty that, you know, what a master level is your terminal degree? It, you're always constantly explaining it. So in the areas of research and publication and publishing in journals such as academic medicine and so forth, it actually really helps to have a doctoral degree. It opens a lot of doors, but I think Leslie said it even best. If that is not where PAs want to pursue, there's still other, you know, the master's and the bachelor level degrees are just as wonderful. Yeah. And I have to agree, like, I have worked with the smartest and the best PAs who are trained at the master's level and have no desire to get a doctor level. They can walk circles around me with their knowledge, and I don't know if I'll ever get to the level of expertise that they have. So I don't think uh, I think that's one thing that Leslie talked about earlier, but and maybe others had different experience, but. I think a lot of people ask, well, did you learn anything clinically? In fact, I, a lot of my patients ask me that now that they see the DMSC behind my name, they're like, oh, uh, Dr. Middleton. And I'm like, oh, no, just Hayden. And they say, well, what what do you, what, what do I call you now? I'm like, just Hayden. And I often have times have to explain to them that my clinical role hasn't changed and I don't feel any different. And I don't feel like I really gained any clinical knowledge out of my doctor degree. I mean, that's not entirely right because maybe I read a couple more research studies and it did a little bit more along that route, but it really didn't change my clinical day-to-day -day role at all. And so I think that's something to consider. But I think there, there, like like we said earlier, there are some doctoral degrees that are focused more on clinical practice that you could pursue. I just don't have as much knowledge on those. Dr. Strelo, one thing that you've had the recent opportunity to do is become faculty at a PA doctoral program. And I know this is something that I even have personal interest in doing eventually once I'm more experienced down the road. What has been your experience with becoming a PA doctoral program faculty? 
kind of sitting on the other side of the table and what have you learned through this experience? Kind of tell us a little bit more about this. I think the biggest things for the kind of the listeners to know is so I did originally teach in a master's level PA program then and so I got my foot in the door in education helping a program start from the ground up learning all of the terminology and things you need to learn with EPAs and accreditation and all of that mess. Also within education, similar to clinical practice, we kind of start to figure out sort of our niches and things that we like. And so the parts that I really liked were sort of the mentoring aspects of it, of sort of getting to foster or develop individuals. That just makes me thrive. I love watching people just excel, give them a nugget and they just take it and roll. So I joined the Butler doctorate program, and they particularly have two different realms. So I joined the DMSC bridge program. So it's individuals that are six months post-graduation from the PA program. So they're newer PAs. And many times they're actually starting their roles as they're also entering the program with it. And so what's been fun for me is I worked primarily in the research capstone project. So it fills my cup of the research side of it. But you have these young PAs fresh out of school who are eager and wanting to learn. And you get to not only help them with sort of their research pursuits, but also help to mentor them because they're going to be the next generation of PAs coming behind us. And so you get to kind of help grow the profession and develop that. And I feel like that's probably the coolest thing about the doctorate programs is sort of fostering that leaders of the next generation of our profession. And so that's the part I've really liked. Uh, You know, certainly everyone has different variations of kind of how much research background, but I also like learning like many here. And so being able to learn from my students so they might be talking about a topic that I have no background in or no clinical expertise. And so I get to learn something and develop from them or they might have knowledge in something else. So it helps grow me a little bit professionally with that as well, too. But I think the biggest part is just the sort of mentorship growing, developing with it. That's been fun with it. And I certainly see doctorate programs continuing to grow and different developments as well. So Dr. Locken, can you please expand on how you think the PA doctor degree will shape the profession moving forward? I've been thinking about that question. I think it's a difficult one to answer in the short term. And I do see five years as a short term. If you look back at 2017, which was only six years ago, there was one doctoral program, DMSI, purely geared towards PAs in the United States. There are now, I want to say, 18 with another several in the works, including one that uh, we're looking at developing at at St. Scholastica. I do think you are going to continue to see a rapid increase in doctoral programs geared towards PA over the next five years. That I agree with. I hope that you will see enough doctorally prepared PAs over that time to start to support academic centers moving towards being able to offer a doctoral degree to incoming students as an entry level. But I still don't think you're going to see it as the standard. But I do think you're going to start seeing it pop up as an option in the same way that the master's degree did. I mean, keep in mind, we the, all of the arguments, all of the concerns that we have right now over a PA doctorate are the exact 
same arguments and concerns we had over moving to a master's degree. It is literally rinse and repeat. So I do think we are going to see less resistance to moving towards a doctorate. I think we are going to see more doctorally prepared PAs. I think we're going to have a larger pool of doctorally prepared PAs um, able to come into education. I do think that it is going to continue to open doors. What doors exactly? I don't know. But if it allows us to have a voice at the table in regards to healthcare policy, more grants, more leadership positions, more consultative positions, and I'm not talking about specialty consultations. I'm talking about different healthcare policy groups at the state level, at the national level. I think that there are a lot of opportunities there that will continue to open up for PA as more and more PAs get their doctorate degrees. And I don't see that slowing down. I see that continuing to increase. I'd like to springboard off of that if I could. This is Leslie talking. Uh, One of the advantages that I see to the current construct where we have the master's as the terminal degree for entry into the profession is that that prepares a PA to become a clinical PA. That prepares the PA to get out there and start seeing patients. By doing a post-doctorate, not necessarily as entry level, but a post-doctorate, you now have the opportunity to advance the learnings of our colleagues into the other side of medicine, into the business aspects of medicine, into the policy aspects of medicine, that while we would love to, you know, to touch on those during the entry level degree at the master's level, there's just not enough time in the curriculum to cram more of that in there. So I optimistically see as my colleagues progress through doctoral programs, specifically ones that are of collegial aspects with their fellow PAs, that they become better educated about the other side of medicine. And so we have a stronger advocacy component to our profession. We have a stronger policy component to our profession. And that PAs really grab the reins of what our future can become, utilizing that advanced education to inform the work that we all should be doing and we all can do, whether you have a degree or not. But because it's postgraduate education, we can dig more diligently into those elements of what being a fully rounded medical professional means and help shepherd our profession through our phase of growth that we're in right now. So that's what I'm excited about as more of my colleagues step into this postgraduate realm. And while I appreciate the the bridge program that Brittany is teaching in and, and other formats that are set up like that, I do also see value to allowing some of our new graduate PAs to just be a PA for a little while. Just go ahead and practice as a PA for a while. I I don't want any of the listeners to feel that this conversation is pressuring them to run right into a doctorate degree. If that's the way that your educational trajectory is moving for you, great. There are wonderful programs like the one that Brittany is teaching in that can help shepherd you through that. But if you also want to take a few years to just be a PA, which is a fantastic thing to do, it will 
continue to give you returns and help you expand your learning when or if you do decide to go into a doctoral degree. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that at this level, it's your choice. There is no immediate pressure. There is no immediate like axe that's going to drop if you don't get that doctorate degree. So follow your own path. And honestly, I know it sounds ridiculous, but try to have some fun with it. And I can say the other thing that I kind of see for our profession, too, is the doctorate degrees have a little bit of more international recognition. And so although individuals might not necessarily understand worldwide what a PA is, if you have DMSC, PhD, different doctorate levels, that is recognized internationally. And I feel like that gives us some clout in different ways. So, for example, like I got offered an opportunity to talk for the World Health Organization I don't think I would have had that opportunity had I not had that doctorate level behind my name, potentially. So there's different ways that we'll see that with some of the research being seen internationally. The other thing is, I think all of us in our programs didn't write as many, you know, like quality improvement, research papers, how to do literature. If you kind of look in some of the literature, most PAs have written like one article but I know we are all doing immense projects in our clinical practice. We're doing incredible things. But if we don't publish it, nobody sees that too. And I feel like the doctorate programs push us to get that information out. And it's an opportunity for us to grow our profession and people to see that we don't necessarily just practice clinically. We're doing things to improve healthcare. We're doing things to change how things operate. And so I can see that also changing some of our trajectory or what people are seeing of our profession going forward too. And I was, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that, Brittany, because the one thing that I wanted to talk about specifically from my experience and to kind of end on was the one benefit that I see from it being a post-training doctorate is I actually really enjoyed practicing for a period of time, or although I only practiced for like a year and a half before getting my doctorate, being able to practice and be out of school practicing and seeing actual patients while you're getting your doctorate allows you to kind of build your doctorate into your practice in a way. And so now you can actually couple your research project with real patients, real world scenarios and real quality improvement projects. And I feel like that actually makes it more exciting and actually makes it more tangible for it to, you know, make larger impacts uh, for both your patients and your community. For me, that was more impactful and exciting and just makes a bigger difference. And for me, that's why I did my doctorate and what was exciting. So I just wanted to share that and why I, I one reason I can see it being beneficial staying as a post-training doctorate. I would like to piggyback off of that, Hayden. This is Kim, Kimberly. And just say it, in regards to going back to the first question, where do I see this in five years influencing PA practice? I think ultimately, one thing that we have suffered from in our profession is a lack of research on PAs about PAs. We have relied on other professions to do research on our profession for us. And while we have been lucky with that, I don't know that ultimately it serves us well. And the more PAs who are out there Ideally, the doctorate helps to drive that forward because of those projects that we have to do, whether it's a PhD, a DHSI, or a DMSI. That body of research, uh, if it is geared towards PA practice, towards our patients, 
will ultimately expand the body of research out there about PAs done by PAs. And that can only benefit the profession moving forward. Other closing remarks that we want to leave our listeners with about the PA doctorate or other doctorate degrees for the PA? I'm going to put my epidemiology hat on here and actually piggyback on Kimberly's last statement, because what I would like to see in the future, even in the next five years, is to some have some outcome data that looks at this, the doctoral level degree and many, many different outcomes. It could be a pr- prospective study that looks at it. So when PAs are like on the fence and whether they want to do it and whether they want to go entry level or, you know, after PA school or whatever uh, route they take, there's some really good metrics that they can help make that decision. And that was one thing at the summit was really identified as a need. So I'm I'm really hoping, hey, PAs with your doctorates out there, let's do some outcome and uh, get it published because I think it'd be really beneficial for everybody to see it. Can I make one last comment, Hayden? Absolutely. This is Kimberly. Thank you. One question that I get very, very frequently is, am I going to make more money if I get my doctorate? And the reality is, right off the bat, no. It does not change your income within your clinical practice. However, because of the doors that it opens and the opportunities that it provides for career advancement, I think you make more money sooner than your other colleagues would. So is it going to benefit your bottom dollar immediately? No. But the doors that it opens, the opportunities that provides, do open up an income level that may not otherwise be available to you. And I'll say my, this is Brittany, my final comment is I have zero regrets for getting my doctorate. It was what I wanted. I enjoyed it. I got out of it what I want. I feel like I'm getting in my career what I wanted out of it. And so I have zero regrets for taking that additional time and pursuing that for my own career path. I will piggyback and reiterate what I said before. This is an opportunity to expand your capacities in a way that you have complete control over. So look at it as an adventure. I don't want anybody to feel pressured to have to get a doctorate degree. I want people to feel inspired to want to get a doctorate degree if that's what works for your career trajectory. Absolutely. Well, thank you all. You've all shared, I think, some great tidbits and grains of knowledge with all of our listeners. And I hope everyone's really excited about the doctorate degree and has learned a lot. And hopefully we see some Minnesota doctorate degree programs popping up in the future in our backyard that can be accessible. But otherwise, thanks for listening. And we look forward to having more future podcasts with MAPA soon.